Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. So, Indian culture and festivity on one side, and then the other side, technology. The one that humbles you the most, I think, would be the latter. <laughs> a very good afternoon to you. Well, uh, welcome you to our edition of Newsbreak Talk. We want to come to you from the Dub in India Day live at the Dub and Drive Insight, where we planned an entire afternoon of conversation about Indian culture and everything uh, Indian. But that didn't really work out so well because there's been some technical glitches and we've had to, um, what's the correct word to use, uh, Rachel? I think scamper. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Well, scamper. <laughs> We definitely did this morning. We had to try and quickly now do our interviews on site just because we didn't want to leave you out. We really wanted you to feel a part of the festivity there. And so we wanted to do all our interviews on site, bring it back quickly, sort it out and then have it ready to air. So, um, but sad that we're not there. Absolutely. The atmosphere was so wonderful, so awesome. To be a part of that, just for that little hour or so that we were there was simply amazing. That was phenomenal, wasn't it? And I know we kind covered it last year and it was so low-key I have to admit um, you know just a handful of people people not even knowing what's going on and this time there was literally nowhere to walk nowhere to walk and there was a constant crowd moving in and out all the seats were taken I would say easy in the hour that we were there there were at least 10 to 15,000 people that visited the no, place absolutely and, and of all races colors yeah, that was ages. really interesting to see that it was such a Durban event because you you got everybody from so many walks of life coming through to finding out what all the fuss was about but I think the stalls itself was quite phenomenal. Oh, Thresh, why did you have to drag me away? Why, Thresh, the food, the Because aroma. you got a job to do. Oh, okay. I have a job to do. Yes, boss. Oh. The jalebi and... Guys, no, I can't stop with that mitai. I'm sorry, the sweet meat. It's still stuck in my head. Like, to the point that I'm just waiting for two o'clock. I have to, I have to hate to admit this to you, but I'm waiting for two o'clock so I can go back there and buy all of that mitai that I saw. It was divine. It, and I also liked the jewelry yeah. and also the cultural aspects yeah, of things that yeah. really opened our eyes to and we kind of bagged some interviews on that. Absolutely we did but guys no seriously I cannot stop with the sweet meat. I am craving it. Gonna go back and, and treat myself to that but um, so yeah what we're talking about then is the Durban India Day. It's taking place right now till about 6pm at the Durban Drive-In site. It's in partnership and it's an organisation by the Indian Association of South Africa and the uh, Sadafal Foundation. It's a non-profit organization and it's you know under the patronage there of the Swami Vivekananda Cultural Center of the Indian Consul, uh, Consulate in Durban. So what they've done is they've put together an India Day celebration, uh, food, music, everything Indian under one roof now to celebrate the culture, to celebrate the movement and, and that's what's going on right now. So um, I um, managed to speak to Dr. Chaitanya Prakash Yogi. He's the director of the Swami Vivekananda Cultural Centre at the Indian Consulate in Durban. I asked him what the celebration was about and his thoughts on, I think, everything Indian. Such an interesting atmosphere here. So much of people coming together. What are they celebrating today? What is the point of the celebration? This is Durban India Day, which is a celebration of India's uh, proud, its glory, its achievement and its sense of independence and freedom. 
so it is the, in the continuation of commemoration the india's independence day which is uh, on 15th of august and we have celebrated it very nicely at india house in durban and uh, i think um, what becomes very interesting is that durban always famed as being the city that has the most populous of indian origin people outside of india when you look at that and think about that how significant is a celebration like this right it is important because durban is a mini india and uh, India is not uh, a geographical entity but it is a sense of an inclusion in which where Indians are living they are embracing the cultures and the other communities which are uh, helping them and associating them in living there so uh, it is not exclusively celebrating something which is not related to others but it is like embracing something and also expressing something in terms of its originality and its speciality so when we are showcasing indian culture in, here in durban india day then we are showcasing the best discovery of humanity to live and to experience to understand so that is the thing which is inviting people to understand our inner qualities better and at its maximum length durban south african indians have that link to india and then that link to south africa and they constantly having to i think juggle the two how does a day like this provide them the opportunity to you know get through that and juggle it successfully right because the unfortunate time of apartheid they were totally disassociated from india and they were not able they were not uh, getting any kind of input and insight from india so nowadays it is possible to get connected from india and they can get some sense which is original and which is intense uh, in terms of indian culture so these kind of festivals which are making them able to get that sense directly and originally um and that link to india just intensifies i mean i was here last year and there was uh, i mean i'll have to say a handful of people it is there's no place to walk even today it really is suggesting that the that the uh, appreciation for indian culture is just intensifying within the south african context uh, how do you marvel at that because we told in modernity and post modernity right. that that is likely to diminish right uh, i i can understand indian culture which is not dependent on any kind of regime and any kind of power struggle and any kind of uh, cultural uh, change so when you are talking about uh, modernity and post modernity i can talk about post post modernity and which is like uh, everybody is now uh, able to express its own creativity and its own understanding about culture nicely independently and openly so indian culture is growing in that era because indian culture is so diverse and so in- so inclusive so it is not against anything and it doesn't need any kind of exclusion but it needs only the sense of inclusion and only the sense of embracing people making them able to understand their intense quality and their capability to make people uh, united to them let's talk about that in a more tangible grassroots perspective i recently had a conversation with somebody who said okay i can't speak my mother tongue but that doesn't take away the fact that i'm of indian origin right. or that i have certain practices that i relate to even though i may not 
dressed in a dhoti or speak right. you know tamil or telugu or telugu um what is your advice then to these south africans to you know maintain this link to india as best they can right <clears throat> when you are talking about some dress and some uh, uh, clothes and some outer expression of culture i think they are also very uh, simple thing which can be changed time to time but these are not very significant and very important uh, part of culture they are not essential thing they are only the outer expression of the culture so in terms of outer expression that is also sometimes very interesting and very significant but uh, for the long understanding and long term view of the culture we can understand that uh, these things will come and go but culture in its originality which is making us happy and understandable to ourselves is important i had an interesting conversation uh, with a group of colleagues about how um ancient indian medicine is becoming is being prescribed now people are saying you'd rather eat moong dal and um you'd rather drink ghee in the morning than cooking with you know uh, margarine or, or oil these days and it seems as if this fixation with ancient ayurvedic or ancient indian traditions is getting a revival um explain to me how this is panning out the core of this uh, uh, understanding is uh enjoying the affinity with the nature what nature is giving us we must get it with the gratefulness and with the right understanding of cooperation with the nature so we need not to consume the things but we need to need to cooperate them to nourish them and nourish us by them you know i saw a, tre- a tweet recently by acclaimed indian actress rani mukherjee saying india's independence day but how can i celebrate this when there's so much of political turmoil in the country lot of criticism against india right now with relations in kashmir curfews imposed a lot of constitutional clampdown on the uh, uh, autonomy of kashmir um, your thoughts on that still celebrating while there seems to be conflict no 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 conflict is there it is only for the perception in media sometimes and uh, our culture is a continuous flow which is happening and which is flowing within our hearts despite all odds and contradictions and changes so uh, that is not related to that i think so there you go the sense of what india day in durban is all about dr chetanya prakash yogi the director of the swami vivek ananda cultural center at the indian consulate in durban i want to open up the phone lines now and allow you the opportunity to talk to me about this uh, particular aspect of of what we're talking about here today um you know the constant highest concentration the most populous space of uh, indian origin people outside of india we're told that is durban and so uh, durban celebrates this link and this heritage to um, indian culture wanting to know your thoughts wanting to know how you feel about it and um you know the way this has been panning out for you we've often had a lot of discussions and it's interesting that it comes just the weekend before we celebrate heritage month um the discussion about you know where do south africans um of indian descent find themselves in that global narrative you know are you indian or are you south african um it's an age old dilemma it's an age old debate and i'd love to know your thoughts on it as we you know observe it during um india day so yeah you can give me a call over at 9310878 you can whatsapp me as well and we'll take it forward i've got some interesting interviews to bring to you as well uh some of the happenings there on the ground from the durban drive in site stay tuned 
Choosing a university is a massive decision. That's why we at the Durban University of Technology make it our business to offer you a world-class student-centered education. Applications are now open via the Central Applications Office, so please go to our website, dut.ac.za, for more details. Remember, the application closing dates vary, so please apply today. Visit dut.ac.za and then click on How Do I Apply? DUT. Learn. Think. Do. Coming up on the next Brand Ambassador. Does Durban have what it takes in order to stand out from the crowd? Join us as we give them the next exciting challenge. We'll be watching their every move to see who will make the cut. And as usual, there will be lots of drama. That's the next Brand Ambassador, Thursday night, half past seven on SCBC3, The Stage. Is yours. This is yours. It's Newsbreak Talk with me, Taresh. A very good afternoon um, to you. Uh, yeah, apologizing again. We were supposed to be bringing you everything from the Durban India Day, but technical reasons, and we can't broadcast from there anymore. So we're back in studio, and that's why we've decided to open up the lines now to talk to you about your perceptions of culture, your perceptions of what makes you Indian, what makes you different, um, and how do you juggle it between being South African and Indian. So I'd love to hear from you if you've got some time to uh, share your sentiments, do some introspection, tell me, um, you know, your link to is what many say the motherland, and then many South Africans criticize it and say, but you were not born there, so how can it be your motherland? So I think these are the kind of debates um, that do the rounds and, you know, interesting to hear what you've got to say about it. But while you think about it, uh, we also found out about how ancient Indian practices are becoming um, cool again. Yoga studios, wherever you look, let's all be vegetarian, let's all be vegan, um, you know, let's all drink turmeric or hardi or manja in the morning. Um, that kind of thing. You mean turmeric latte? Oh, okay, my bad. It's called a turmeric latte these days, is it? Um, so that's an offshoot then of uh, hardi dud, right? Which yes, is basically it what is. what I grew up with. Yes, it dodging. is dodging. And it's like when you go to these health stores and you see that up there, and you're like, hmm, didn't. Ama give that to me when yeah, I was younger. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, we used to dodge it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you can't ignore, I mean, you know, growing up when when, when you were making um, chai at home, you know, the spices and the mix and it was so delicious. And it was something that I, I think we only had at home. Because yes. it was only ever made at home. Yes. And now it is everywhere. You it's look up and you see chai. You see, well, correct me, l let me correct myself. I beat you, Rachel. Chai tea. Which, which, which is incorrect. You can't say tea tea. tea, tea. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> it's just chai, guys. Masala tea. Right? But um, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. They sell it by buckets, powders, tea bags. Uh, you can order it anywhere. And to think the way that globalization of something so authentically Indian, how it caught on. And now you can get chai wherever you wanted. Well, if you're talking about chai, let's also talk about chickpeas. I mm. mean... Um, when it's porridge prayer time and yeah, we have yeah. cutler and mm. people are like, no, I don't have sweet rice and cutler. Yeah. But yet we go to the health store and it's like, um, I'd like some chickpeas, please. Yes, I'm making a chickpea salad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Isn't it lovely? But uh, you gotta love it, though. I mean, you know what? And, and that's an interesting point there that that um, Dr. Chitanya Prakash Yogi mentioned. He was like, you know, uh, you can interpret it as you wish, as intrinsically as you wish. You know, if you want to have um, your, you know, your um, chickpeas in a salad as opposed to having it braised with, um, you know, sweet rice, go with it. You know, it's you celebrating yourself. Do you? And and like he had said, it's uh, we may have called it the modernity, but it's calling it any other name, a rose by any other name, yeah. it smells yeah. as sweet. And he yeah. says, as long as we derive the benefits of it, that's all yeah. that matters. Well, how about this then for a WhatsApp conversation? Uh, let's talk to you and you can tell us some of the things that you grew up in your home. Um, those traditions that were uniquely Indian, uniquely Durban Indian, uh, because there's still a great mystery about the bunny chow. You know, you possibly won't really find that in India, but it's a it's, it's a it's a global delicacy here in Durban now. And it's a must-have when you visit right? Durban. So let's talk about the synonymous things that you grew up with in your home, whether it was a practice, whether it was a meal, whether it was a game, whatever it was that was distinctly Indian. Um, your reflection of that and also how's it blown up now and become a global thing you know um yoga used to be something that was done in in, in temple corners and i know there was the uh, at a point i think as, as a child i remember a yoga textbook that came from a particular um cultural organization but right now yoga is everywhere so how have the things that you've been doing in your home your memories of them and the way they've uh, evolved now while you whatsapp me and let me know about these things about your specific Indian traditions in your home. Uh, we spoke to Nikhil Parmanand. He's a coach of well-being. And he spoke about how, um, you know, age-old pra- Indian practices like yoga, meditation, and and all of this is uh, really, you know, standing the test of time. I deal with deep-rooted emotions that people have that they can't get rid of on a conscious level. So I sit with them and take them through unconscious processes. And so far, it's been 100% success rate. Everyone that has come in has been healed. And we also practice a good mind, good body experience through yoga. The power of the mind can honestly do make such a difference in our lives. And if we just become mindful and conscious of it, we can access different dimensions in our body, different dimensions in life, and totally change the way we operate as a human being, which in turn changes society. Now these are ancient practices that have come out of India that have been practiced for millenniums and yet now we find with modern days people embracing it and calling it the new age phenomena. What are your thoughts on that? The label doesn't matter whether people modernize it or not as long as the root consciousness is there. If one changes their consciousness they change the world around them as well as as well as themselves. For example, yoga has been over 5,000 years old, but as long as we practice the good root qualities, then it doesn't matter what title it takes on. And when you have people coming through, and like you've said, you've had 100% success rate this morning since people have come and seen you, what does that do for their consciousness? So the 100% success rate has been anyone that's come through my healing processes. I'm talking about long-term um, 
even trauma cases, murder cases, rape cases and so on. People who suffer long-term stuff, they come in for a, honestly a certain period of time, they go through certain uh, processes and they feel liberated at the end. What this does for that person is offer them total liberation of life. And um, you see what happens, we, we go on through life and because life is so busy, whenever we face adverse situations or turmoil, we tend to suppress everything that happens. We don't deal with it. So what happens is, when they come in, we'll deal with it, we head on. It's almost like removing a brain tumor. The first, I have three phases in what I do. The first phase is going in and tackling those root emotions. My clients call it removing their demons. Then the second phase is a very spiritual and good and peaceful one and then there's also a third phase to it and I think because it's so personalized to each client yet so all-encompassing I think that is why it had a hundred percent and still has a hundred percent success rate. In terms of yoga that stems from my own personal spiritual experiences where yoga has chosen me I haven't chosen yoga and people have come from all walks of life. Um, patients have healed from cancer, patients have healed from foot diseases um, and many other ailments. And if we can just learn how to operate the mind properly and simply enjoy life, there's so much gratitude out there, there's so much to be grateful and thankful for. And if we can learn to appreciate life, amidst the chaos. We don't see a problem as something negative, but rather as an opportunity to grow and heal and become a better person. And that was Nikhil Parmanand. He's a coach of well-being. I think the organization is called Wellbeing Coach. So, uh, yeah, they're talking about, you know, the way these ancient Indian practices um, are being used for it there. But Rachel, yeah, you know, that interview is playing. <laughs> The interview is playing and we're just jiving to the music there because that's another real big hallmark there of uh, Indian culture. Absolutely. And it was live music that was playing yeah. and the children were dancing yeah. and you also had uh, the fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of that coming through. But yes, we were talking about some of your unique Indian origin stories and we're going to hear from you now. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. And let's say hello to Mrs. Govinda. Hello, Mrs. Govinda. Hi, good afternoon to you, Tevish, and uh, the rest of you. You're really bringing the vibes into our house. <laughs> and I can really feel that India celebration, uh, yeah. Indian origin. Yeah, fantastic. You know, uh, it's so true and so exact to what you said. Go back to where we started. Like you look at the tree, we only glorify the flowers and the fruits. But where does it all start? It starts at the root. Right. So everything else, we have to get back to the roots of everything. And I think that is fantastic. We are becoming so enlightened in that respect. Now, coming back to the sweet rice and kadla. Sweet rice and Tamil, they call it uh, sacrosado or pongosado. Pongo, pongo means bountiful overflow. Right. That is the Tamil version and English thing. Now, the, the joke here about the cuddler and the sweet rice. The more sweet rice you eat, and often as possible, the sweeter you become. And what about the cuddler? 
you become a good cuddler person. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so the sweet rice and the cuddler goes together fantastically. As for the chickpeas, girls out there have a lot of chickpeas because you will be a cool chick <laughs> anywhere, any time. And I tell you, uh, Therese, chickpeas, you can add it to any of your meals cooking. And also you can uh, start the kids off with, you know, chickpeas and cutlet, roast it nicely, fry it and put it in the containers, lunch boxes, even as adults. We can, you know, instead of uh, having chips and all those knickknacks that contain a lot of sugar, so chickpeas and cuddlers is fantastic anytime, anywhere. So I, I, as a filling in uh, the gulglas and a part of the weather mixture, in anything, it's really, really fantastic. Yeah, wow. Thanks so much, Mrs. Governor, for those funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can see why you're such a cool chick now. <laughs> it's all the cuddler you eat. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Mrs. Governor. We really appreciate your time. That was really cool to talk about some of the uniquely original Indian origin traditions in your home that you know of, that you do. And, um, you know, the uniqueness of it, how you'll not get it anywhere else. Um, and it was particularly interesting to, to see that, to witness that, um, so yeah, share those stories with me. I'm looking forward to hearing from it. And here's a really cool text from Zakira in Johannesburg. And she goes on to say, For me, my desiness is our beautiful mother tongues, Hindi, Urdu, Tamil, our flavorsome and variety of foods. Yes, most definitely. This one got me. And our essay desi accent. Kind of British posh with a hint of the desi lilt. Just so sweet. And that's from Zakira in Johannesburg. Rachel, that's a new one, right? The South African Desi accent. I know. I hadn't hey. thought of that before, but it is so sexy. It is so true. You go the world over and you can hear people and you're like, are you South African? It is so true. I mean, it's interesting though, because there was a joke. One of uh, one of our former Newsbreak colleagues used to say uh, about the way I, sp- I speak, a British Indian who's from Wentworth. Because, <laughs> you know, that's the, the area I come from. And... It's just interesting to see how that South African Indian origin accent just marries across so many different types. Absolutely, it does throughout. And and we still hold true to our uniqueness, but it's there. It's yeah, absolutely there. Yeah. Zakira, I think you need to copyright that kind of British posh with a hint of the Desi lilt. Zakira, I can hear a yeah. meme coming there. <laughs> That was Zakira in um, Johannesburg. So yes, keep it coming, guys. Let us know what um, makes your um, what makes you uniquely um, well. As the buzzword is desi, what keeps you connected to your Indian traditions? What are the unique ones in your home? Uh, maybe even ones that you've created and enjoyed yourself. We'd love to hear from it. You can text us. You can call us. We're really keen to hear about it. Like Vernon, who sent us a text, and he said, "Can't beat plain old cutlet and sweet rice." That's from Vernon. So yes, let us know about it. On that note, though, let's talk to Bhumika Bhatt. She's from the new little Gujarat. It was a food stand there with the most amazing sweet meat and typical authentic Indian food. And she gives us a bit of a lesson on it. 
We come from India, especially based from the Gujarat. And we try to give our all Indian community, either is a South African, either is all over the world. We're trying to give them a nice and Indian and Gujarati food. Talking about that, where you say you're trying to give people nice Indian and Gujarati food, you go the world over and people look for their dal and rice. They look for it. The jalebi is so popular here. How is it that the Indian cuisine has stood the test of time worldwide and people still love it? Yeah, hot hot jalebi, that is why we're trying to give them hot hot jalebi, rabri, that's a Rajasthan speciality. And the masala dosa is a South Indian speciality. And khaman dhokla basically is our Gujarati speciality. And the fried rice and Manchurian is a Chinese speciality. So we're trying to all over the world cuisine to bring to South Africa. But why is it so popular? Why do you think it's so popular? Because it's different taste and it's different way made. Because uh, all cultures cook different way. So I think it's a better way to cook, you know, everybody's variety and uh, taste it. And so no matter where you go in the world, hundreds and hundreds of years later, the food still tastes so delicious. It's so Indian. You know you're putting a bite of little Gujarati in your mouth. How has it been able to stand all the changes in the world and still be so delicious? Because that's why they say Gujarati, the heart of the whole world. Wherever Gujarati goes, they just open their own food and it's all our love. And we're trying to put more in South Africa. Dhokla, Rachel, you interviewed somebody about Dhokla and you didn't bring one for me. Well, you did say we're going after the show, <laughs> after the program, we're going back and I'm expecting that. Wow, so there you go. Bhumika Bhatt, they're talking about uh, authentic Gujarati food. She spe- specializes in that. Was one of the stalls, there were so many and I mean, we were pressed with time because we had to come back to studio um, and we really wanted to give a whole variety. So there was a chart st- stand there with the seafood, um, street food. Um, there was actually a seafood uh, store. There yes, was, uh, yes, there was. A, a particular um, seafood speciality store there. But uh, yeah, there was um, street food, authentic Indian street food there as well. So, um, so much of good food coming through there, celebrating it from the Indian origin perspective. Love to know your thoughts on some of the meals and the, you know, good old Indian food that has stood the test of time in your family, in your home. Share it with us. Hey, even give us a recipe if you'd like. We'd love to know about it. To WhatsApp, I'm going to go and you know the number 071-613-7803. Um, Another very cool message here. This is from uh, Renee Pillay in Arena Park. Hi, uh, Tarish and Rachel. Durban India Day sounds so exciting. I wish I was there. I'm so proud to be Indian. We have such a variety of foods, clothing, etc. So in my home, when we were kids, my late mum used to give us our meals in a banana leaf. And at the time, I never understood the reason behind eating a banana leaf, but it actually has health benefits. And the food actually tastes better on a banana leaf. And being Christian... Even in our church, we have cultural days and everyone dresses in their Indian outfits and we have a specialist musician with a tabla and the entire service is also done in vernacular. We haven't forgotten our culture. And that's from Renee Pele who says, God bless and thank you from Arena Park. Very, very interesting there how um, you know, it's always that difference between culture and religion. Uh, but banana leaf, you know, and also um, what, what, what always comes through... Um, on a lot of uh, stories that I've done about uh, Vedic 
ecology and how um if you look at it from an you know ancient indian perspective um and i'm sure there's various other um you know types of texts not just the 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 vedic philosophy very other types i'm sure um that speak of the natural aspect of the earth and how using natural resources of the earth can in fact save the planet because if you think about it Rachel um when there is you know if you're having a function these days of course now it's a bit more advanced with regard to you know um porcelain cutlery and crockery etc mm-hmm. but it's it's not uncommon to have paper plates just doing the round if you're serving mass biryani somewhere or whatever you're serving paper plates paper cups and it just thrown across creating litter creating a bigger carbon footprint a bigger emission footprint whereas if you ate something biodegradable like a banana leaf which is where the stems from you ate of that banana leaf and you discarded it and it was going to perish into the soil and thereby enrich the soil and continue the ecological cycle um by doing that you omit an entire paper aspect of life and you save the planet absolutely but therish have you eaten off a banana leaf because um, i tell you i haven't <laughs> i actually haven't i'm like surprised yeah, i haven't yeah no listen i haven't oh my god none of us have okay i haven't so relay thank you for sharing that with us the, the food tastes really um so much better of banana leaf i must try it i guess uh if you have let us know what it what it tastes like looking forward to hearing from you it's news break talk today we are um well we're not at the india day in Durban as we were supposed to be so we're trying to bring you into the conversation by talking to you about what makes some of the memories of being typically Indian um in your home and um i think how this has you know gone from your home to other spaces it's news break talk i'm tarish news from the tv license office With our new SMS balance inquiry function, you can now get your TV license balance conveniently on your cell phone. SMS your ID number or TV license number to 44210 and voila. 44210. Standard SMS rates apply. Quick and easy. TV licenses make a difference. The city of Good Hope, Cape Town will once again draw the attention of thousands as runners gather for the Sandlam Cape Town City Marathon, Africa's only IAAF gold label status marathon. Athletes will experience Africa's most visited and most celebrated city in a spectacular route from Beach Road in Seapoint to the finish line at the Cape Town Stadium. Catch this global city race on Sunday, 15 September, live on SABC2 at 6:30 a.m. and live crossings on your favorite SABC radio stations. The Sanglam Cape Town City Marathon, brought to you by SABC Sports for the love of the game. It's news break talk. I'm Tarish, and we are talking about uh, the Durban India Day and expanding it forward to some of the traditions that you've um, experienced. as a person of indian origin we assume and we're going to whatsapp now kogi from verulam sent us a voice note hello kogi 
Good day to the Lotus team. This is Kogi from Verlum. I miss the Indian way where my mom and my dad used to speak Tamil. And I love, love speaking back to them Tamil. I love our Indian culture. And as much as when we were young, my mom used to also cut banana leaf and give us. And I still, still miss my mom and my dad speaking Tamil language with us because Tamil is a very, very high language. Bye, Tareshan. That's a very, very awesome show you're having. God bless you all. Bye. Thanks so much, Kogi, for sharing, uh, joining in the conversation. We appreciate it. Um, another message here from Ramba Mudli. Enjoying the program very much. Um, listening to the Indian culture. I'm very proud of being Indian. So yes, keep it coming through. Um, we'll take it forward. Another text here. Uh, whoa. Mrs. Mohammed, um, just trying to retrieve your text. Yep. Uh, hi, Tarish. Enjoying your conversation. Um, South African Indians, we are so blessed to have uh, a mix of the East, West and South African where our religion, food, music and languages and dress is still part of our life. Bounties of God. Thank you. God bless. Mrs. Mohammed from Durban. Thanks so much for that message, Mrs. Mohammed. Um, good to know that you're listening in today. Uh, this text... I don't know who is it from, but I still love the mint that was ground on the grinding stone, uh, even the dal. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> they say it has a unique uh, taste when you uh, make that, um, I think that mint chutney, uh, when you grind it off the stone as opposed to just putting it in a blender. So, hey, I'd like to hear some of these kinds of things when shared with us. Let us know some of these traditions that are unique traditions in your home that make you proudly, you know, um, happy about being an Indian origin person. Uh, Rini Padiachi, Scottsboro. Hello there. Good day, Taresh. It's Rini Padiachi from Renisha, Scottsboro. I remember the good old days when my granny and grandfather used to do porridge prayers or whatever prayer, and we used to use only banana leaves for eating. It was so awesome, and I still do it now. On a Saturday, when I cooked live chicken, we cut banana leaf and eat with it. It's so it, I think the food tastes great, and it's awesome, and my children love it as well. Thank you. Awesome topic. Take care. God bless. Banana leaf, guys. I need this tree now. It sounds. It sounds actually. It's actually making me hungry. The way that banana. Uh, everybody is saying to us that banana leaves make um, make um, the meal taste better. And with chicken curry as well. Oh, is it? Yo. Okay. More WhatsApp voice notes coming through. Let's say hello to Daniel Joshua Chellen. Okay, that was, yeah, uniquely South African that. Um, wow, <laughs> thanks so much for the message. Let's go to Ronald Yeria, who sent us a message from Durban. Talking about banana leaf, it makes the best serving a meal, the best taste. I love my um, Tamil and I remember the slate to write Tamar. Um, what about the turmeric bath when, I was, when a child has measles? Thank you so much for the message, Ronaldi area. Um, we've got Susan Mudley now, sent us a text. Hi, Taresh, great show. I love being Indian, my culture, wearing my sari and my bottu, variety of foods, and sometimes eating out of the banana leaves. My grandkids uh, love to eat out of banana leaves. Thank you from Susan. 
uh, Mudli from Peter Maritz Park. I think the talk show is actually just banana leaves, eh? <laughs> um, really interesting to have this this particular conversation. Um, yeah, so that was what the day was about. I'd imagine at India a Durban Day to talk about what is you know what is the authentic uh, Indian things that make you um, people of Indian heritage. Um, I'd love to also know because this is a particular thing that I find fascinating is how do you interpret um, you know your Indian culture within that South African context so um, I'd love you to even share and enlighten me on that I'd love to know but to the phone lines we go and we've got I think it's Usha Mangal on the line hello ma'am good afternoon to my favorite news break presenter Taresh how are you very well thanks Usha thanks for calling uh, Karesh, I'm listening to your show and everybody's talking about the banana leaves. Yeah. And I remember when everybody, whoever has a function and when they find the puri. And, now, and nowadays we are using uh, paper towels, you know, to dry the puri, to get the excess oil off. Yeah. And in those days when they fry the puri, they used to layer them on the banana leaves. A layer of puri, banana leaf, a uh, layer of puri, banana leaf. And uh, that's how... Uh, essential banana leaf was on a prayer day or any function and any function it was in those days it was beans, curry, puri and pumpkin there was no such thing as biryani biryani just it's now like common for functions it's like uh, easy and straightforward but uh, those days beans, curry, puri and pumpkin and nowadays the puri people are trying to uh, perfect that to make it dry it's not like those days where it was a little thin and a bit oily so now it's I've our never heard modern this. day. The puri is quite different. I've yes. never heard that about the puri and the banana leaf. That's particularly interesting. Was it a dry banana leaf or a normal green one? Uh, the normal green banana leaf. Wow. And I think... Uh, and now uh, when uh, yeah. they layered the puri and the banana leaf, it gave the puri a different taste. Yeah, I'd imagine. Hey, yes. Very organic. But any idea why these traditions have died down? Uh, um, I guess because people are becoming more modernized and westernized as well. As, I'm, as I told you, the puri, it was totally different from those days, like what we make now. Now we're trying to perfect that to make it uh, dry, and it must have the bubbles on it. So we want our family, now his children, to enjoy it. The puri must be dry. There must be no oil shown on it. Wow, very interesting. Ushamangal, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much. Interesting lessons coming through. We asked, you know, we were just having one conversation about India Day. What makes you, what are some of the Indian origin traditions in your home that has passed on from generation to generation? And sharing quite a lot here today and it's quite quite fascinating to listen i must say a text here on whatsapp from kogi governor uh, good day team i remember growing up i love to grind mint chutney and dal for vede prayer time we always ate on banana leaves the food tasted amazing thanks for an awesome show god bless guys from kogi governor thanks so much for listening kogi um yeah see we have a lot of texts coming through here uh, banana leaf, <laughs> banana leaf again. <laughs> wow, banana leaf generation was tops. Once food tasted on a banana leaf was never wasted, and our fingers and hands tucked into beans, curry, pumpkin, brinjal chutney uh, tasted the best. And this is from Nirina in, I think it's Newcastle. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And uh, here's another text, Mrs. Nirmala Devi Mudli. Uh, welcome back. Yes, good, good to be back. Heard you. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Thanks so much for the wishes there, um, Mrs. Uh, Nirmala Devi Mudli. You know, my first trip to India, she goes on to say, in my first trip to India, being clad in my sari buttu and of course all of uh, looking like I was from India, I was so welcomed by all. Um, so I go there and surprise them with my Durban accent and got them wondering, how did uh, I finish off in Durban? But our elders did a great job rooting us in self-discipline and... Um, and, and the Great India Day show was drawing races and culture under the most awesome experiences of Indianness. Sari is now being worn by many across culture, which is a beautiful attire, appreciated and loved. And this is from Mrs. Nirmala Devi Mudlin Amkumas. And she goes on to say, Sweet Rice and Kadla is our number one. Um, Mrs. Uh, Nirmala Devi Mudli spoke there about uh, dressing. I got a cool interview about that. But before we go to that interview, let's talk to Patricia from Newcastle. Hello, Patricia. Hi, Karesh. It's Patricia from Peter Maritzburg. Oh, Peter Maritzburg. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well, Karesh. And you? Very well, thanks. Okay. First and foremost, welcome back to the Airways of Lotus FM. I know you came back yesterday. I tried to call, but he was inundated with calls. <laughs> but uh, thanks so but much. A very warm welcome back. We really missed you. I know the others sat in for you, sat in or stood in for you, but they weren't as good as you. I must say, you are the real McCoy. <laughs> I, th- I think they did a very good job as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah today, talking about being Desi, uh, you know, when I was little growing up, uh, when they used to have uh, like functions, like weddings and all that, and they used, we used to be served food on uh, banana leaves, you know, and it, the food tasted so delicious, unlike the food that we used to eat at home, you know, on our plates. And uh, I must say, hello? Yes, I'm, hello? Listening to, I'm listening to you so intently, yes. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I must say, Tadesh, Desi is the best among all the races. Sorry, uh, people. And, you know, not, you cannot beat everything about Desi. The music, the songs, dances, the movie, the clothing, the jewelry. Most of it is a food which is the most delicious of all the foods in the whole entire world, I must say. Our food is number one. With all the sweet and savory, you know, dishes and snacks and everything. Patricia, the then I want to ask you, Patricia, I want to stop you there and ask you. So, yeah. what is your speciality? Like, what is the thing that Indian origin meal that you can cook really well? What is it? Oh, <laughs> I can cook uh, chicken and um, uh, chicken fish and mutton biryani and, and, and doll, you know, like wedding doll with brinjal and stuff. I can cook every uh, Indian food. Yeah, biryani um, is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can cook everything. Yeah, wonderful. And Thanks. Desi is the best, I must say. Oh, and I'm so proud to be Indian. I wish I was there in Durban today. <laughs> oh, lovely. Thanks so much, Patricia. We appreciate your time and look forward to tasting that biryani. You owe me biryani then. I will not let you forget it. Another message. Narina then sent a message, uh, Patricia, saying, you're most welcome to Newcastle because you're such a loyal Lotus FM listener. We love you to bits. And she goes on to say that Patricia hit the nail on the head, won't exchange my culture for any money in the world. So yeah, Patricia with a bit of a fan club here. <laughs> um, back to WhatsApp. Namaskaram. Uh, thanks for a great program on the eve of observing Heritage Month. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even realize that I'm up until uh, later. Um, it's a, a lovely opportunity to celebrate our Indian heritage and culture, especially during occasions like India Day. Interesting topic. Well done to the team. Best wishes from... Uh, 
Tegi Virana. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for the well wishes there. So yes, uh, here we go. More messages coming through. Puvi says, uh, I am really enjoying the show. Thanks so much, Puvi. It's, it's so kind of you to take the time out just to say that. We really appreciate it and we're happy that we are making a difference to your Sunday afternoon. But yes, one more interview before we talk a bit more about banana leaves because Rachel, I believe we are going to at some point again talk about banana leaves. Banana leaves, banana <laughs> leaves. I'm like feeling I need to. I have to taste this now. But Vilo Naidu... Um, at the uh, India Day and she went on to talk to me about Indian fashion and how no matter what happens and how the times evolve, a woman still wants to be clad in her Indian way and she's a retailer of Indian clothing uh, at India Day. Your store looks really busy. There's all this beautiful Indian jewellery, traditional classical jewellery. Um, do people still want to dress up like this? Yes, people do. And, and little kids are actually going into dancing now. Yeah. And I sell a lot of dance jewellery. I specialise. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great demand out there. Yeah. You know. And if you look at like, you know, everyday ladies, we see that there's this new trend of wearing a kurti top over jeans. Talk to me about how women still incorporate the Indian look despite being modern. No, it's actually, they, we still have a lot of Indians. The whites are actually buying Indian jewellery. Yeah. And even the blacks. And I sell a lot. It's it's exciting, you know. you rather see a woman traditionally dressed than dressing with skinny tops. Yeah, yeah. But many say that uh, to wear an Indian sari or wear something Indian, it's so hectic. But there's simple ways to do it, isn't it? Explain some of those ways to me. It's simple. They have simple saris now where you can just click it on on the side without an underskirt in a one-minute sari, yeah. leaving out the self-pleated, but yeah. you can self-make your own saris, yeah. even with the langas and the Punjabis. You know, you, it's just a top with a sash and a, a tights. You're looking beautiful. Yeah. You know, you, spe- you mentioned that you specialize in classical Indian jewelry. Um, talk to me about how this sets an Indian woman apart, the fact that she could be wearing bangles or a necklace, and that automatically screams India. In fact, little children actually start with this. Yeah. They start from the age of four years, yeah. right up till they're 25. Yeah. Then they, it's a, it's the best way to go because you keep the children off the streets. You see. Yeah. And uh, I know men also are pretty much into Indian styles, kurtas and kurta jackets, etc. Talk to me about how, you know, men are starting to wear Indian more often. I mean, we see it all over here right now today. Uh, you see, if you look around, you see a lot of guys wearing kurta tops and even lovely sandals. Yeah. It's the best way to go. We are Indian. We need yeah. to promote our culture. Yeah. And your thoughts on where Indian fashion and Indian dressing is likely to go in the future? I feel there's a lot of space, a lot of scope. So people should not lose hope and think that, you know, everybody is doing the business. I want to stop. You know, you go for it. So there you go, Vilo Naidu talking about Indian clothing and how that is also uh, standing its test no matter what happens. Um, I'm going to go to WhatsApp again now. And I was waiting for this text, actually. Uh, and here it comes. There we go. This is from Mr. Louis Pelé. And he goes on to say, um, I bring Durban to Pretoria with all type of pickles, especially curry mangoes. <laughs> oh, we know those pickles. Oh, is it? We is it do. A yeah, pickle? Mr. Play often brings through pickles for us when he comes down to Durban. Oh, that's quite nice. And we really appreciate yeah. it. Oh, amazing. So, this is from Pran Mahabir to Gela Rail. Enjoying the show. Very interesting topic. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Puvi, yes, there we go. Eating food in banana leaf is very tasty. <laughs> I know what's on my agenda for the day. I know what's on my what's on my agenda for the day. Uh, I have to find a banana leaf now. And this is another text here on WhatsApp. 
Just trying to get to it. Uh, yes, from Selves, from Croft Dean. Um, beautiful topic. So I'm going to share my banana leaves since you and Rachel don't eat from them. Love Selves from Croft Dean. Guys. Yo, look at this banana tree, Rachel. It's like this big plantation okay. of banana trees okay. from Selves in Croft Dean, and he sent it through to us. So yeah, okay. So now we know where to go to get the banana leaves to try it. So that's Croft Dean. That's Croft Dean. Okay, that's but um, what about the curries that are supposed to oh. go on it as well? I just don't want the banana leaf, Theresh. <laughs> hey, you're pushing it, Rachel. But yeah, no, we can make a plan with that. More WhatsApp texts now. We have um. Got a text here from um, Mala of Durban. Hi, Taresh. Our favorite Indian dessert has always been papad and vermicelli with lots of milk and condensed milk and flavored with elaichi. Thank you for the excellent program. Thank you for making us so much more hungry now. Uh, I'm going to go to some of some of uh, more texts here before we wrap up. Hi, Taresh. India is especially close to my heart because my dad was the first South African born in the family. Wow. We are still in contact with our families in India over the years. It was via letters and I still have many from over the years written in Gujarati between my dad and relatives in India and then more between us cousins in English, of course. Wow, Gita, thanks for sharing that with me. I'm sure that's a very fascinating way to keep that link um, going, going. Uh, Mrs. Mohammed, uh, for decades I've heard about the traditional way of having a meal on a banana leaf but today after listening to all your listeners describing a unique taste, I'm really inspired to try it out. You and me both, Mrs. Mohammed. You, yeah, I think we're on to something here. Uh, Puvi goes on, our final text now. Herbs, dal, green beans and fried green bananas with rice. That's uh, that's what you must be eating on banana leaf. So, yeah, we tried to take you to an event being celebrated in uh, Durban. And um, instead we got this. Let's say hello to Hafsa Mkize, who um, herself is quite fond of Indian culture, Indian food. And I've given you so much of Indian things. Like, what's your favorite? Absolutely. Um, I love the way. I love the Indian dress. I'm not going to lie. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It really is beautiful. It's very similar to the to the um, African traditional way yeah. as well. Because of, of the bright, beads, bright eh? colors and yeah. a lot of beads and a lot yeah. of bling and a lot of shine. Yeah. You know, those colors that you see are, are significant for something. And just like how they are significant in the African culture, they are quite significant in the Indian culture as well. Yeah. You know that when you come across yeah. someone who's wearing royal blue, yeah. it signifies something. Yeah. Someone wearing uh, orange sari, it signifies something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are some colors you wear for prayers and others you wear Absolutely. for weddings. Absolutely, yeah. Such a beautiful similarity when you think mm. about it like that. So Africa and India, I love that mix, eh? Mm. But uh, here's, a, here's a bit of a side note. I've got biryani for us for later. Ooh, I'm so happy. That's why we love being Indians. So there you go. The broadcast came away courtesy of the team. Executive producer Salma Patel and Rachel Vadi. Um, the team's back again 6-7 to seven with more cutting-edge counterface. From me, Tarish, hey, have an awesome day.